Hello, and welcome to another episode of the West March Guys. Today we have Joe. I'm AJ. And our special guest. Nicole. And because you've listened to us enough, we're going to dive right into the series we're calling our downtime interviews. AJ, take it away. Well, first off, Nicole, thank you for coming on and talking with us today. I'm happy to be here. Although I think today you're going to have to call it West March Guys and Gal. Oh, true, true. Well, we'll, we'll have to work on the intro again, a Todd thing. So, so first and foremost, uh, can you introduce your characters like you would any normal uh, table? Okay, so I guess I've got a lot of characters right now, but I'll start with my main one from the West Marches. Um, her name is Orals Nunthickle. Um, that's an anagram for my name. Um, and Nunthickle is actually spelled non-ethical. Um, she is evil. Um, she started in the good campaign and was masquerading as good, but now she strictly plays in the evil campaign. Um, she is a human cleric, um, and she's an ex-cult leader that was banished from her cult um, because she was sort of found out for just trying to take advantage of everybody. Um, she would like preach this life of you know, living humbly and not having a lot of possessions. So basically just getting everyone to give her their shit. Um, and yeah, that got old real quick for them. So now she's looking for new followers. She's always asking when she meets people, who is your leader? Because her thought is, if someone's following someone, then chances are they're a sheep and they can follow her. Or maybe they're looking for a leader and that could be me. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. You actually, uh, if I'm remembering the last couple of evil sessions, you actually have picked up a good amount of followers. No? Yeah, yeah. yeah we've got. So now I'm a part of a whole evil group. And so we have an undead army. But in my mind, it's my undead army. And um, yeah, and I'm just kind of trying to use that power um, to, to get followers for the group, but really for me. Um, and, you know, I'll screw them all over in the end, but we're really playing long game here. I, I absolutely love it. So do you have any more characters? Um, Yeah, so I... Mm, I have one character that I'm using in two campaigns because I really liked her. Um, and now it's getting confusing because her stats are different in each game. But, you know, it's fine. Um, her name is Ladam Killswitch, and she is a metal bard. Um, metal as in, like, metal. Um, and, yeah, I've never played a bard before this. And I thought bards were always kind of, like, boring. But I'm really liking it, actually. Giving inspiration is, like, actually pretty cool. I don't know. It's, like, less self-serving than my normal characters, which is weird for me. Yeah, really out of place for you. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, so I guess when, uh, if, do, if you don't have any more characters to talk about, um, how long have you been playing D&D &D or RPGs and... That also include how many campaigns you've been a part of in that. Okay, I think I've probably been playing for like two-ish years or more. It's hard to say. Um, but whenever like the first Stranger Things came out, that was like when it started because, you know, then D&D &D hit this wave of like, oh, this is cool again. Um and then so I started with like a few small groups. We did little like one-offs. Um, 
and then eventually joined the West Marches. Um, and now I think at the moment I'm a part of four different campaigns. Um, so we've got the evil group. Um, we've got the neutral group that is just starting. Tomorrow will be my first session. Um, and then my husband, Ben, who maybe will be on the show someday. I don't know. Um, he is running a group of like beginners. And so I'm playing as like the one person that sort of knows what they're doing to help shepherd them along, you know, so they don't get into too much trouble. And then I've got one other campaign that's with a totally different group of people. That's more of like, it's still D and D, but it's like more puzzle based. Um, and so it's like a mini series of like, it doesn't even really matter like what your class is or anything. Like you're not using your stats a whole lot. It's just sort of like working through puzzles. So it's a very different feel. Nice. That's good. I, that puzzle one interests me a lot. I'd love to get in on that. <laughs> oh, you should. We usually um, play on Fridays. Didn't happen this week, but like normally does. Um, I will let you know. Yeah, I'm curious. Anyway, so what was your first impressions of the uh, group, the setting the play style in this, this West March campaign that we are currently doing, or East March? So I really like... I guess before we even get into like the logistics of how each individual game works, um, the overarching idea of that, like you can step out and step in at any moment is really great for me because I'm a circus artist. I do lots of training. My schedule is crazy. And like, I'm never going to be that person that can go like every Wednesday or every Thursday or something um, just because of the way my schedule is. Um, so for me, it's like a really good opportunity to not feel like the pressure of like, oh, you're like the one person that can't make it and now we can't finish this mission and like whatever. Like the game can go on without me, but at the same time, like I can step back into it at any moment and like get the brief like TLDR of what happened and I don't feel like left out or left behind. Um, so that's like ideal for me. Um, in terms of like the way you guys run your campaigns, um, I don't know. I guess because it's, I was like relatively new to D&D &D when we started. I didn't really have like many preferences. So I think a lot of my preferences for D&D &D are like shaped by like the way you guys run your campaigns. So I guess like I say it's ideal, but I don't know. No, that's good. We'll take it. I, I may be just biased because you've trained me. It's classic conditioning, actually. <laughs> So, yeah, so you've told us about what you, uh, you kind of already got into this, like, with what you like about the West Marches. Uh, is there anything that you dislike? Um, I actually don't think so. Like, I would say, because I mentioned, like, my puzzle D&D &D, could use more puzzles. I really like that, but it's not really a dislike. It's just like, oh, that's something we could explore. Um, yeah, no real dislikes, though. You guys do a good job. The conditioning's working. Good work. <laughs> well, thank you. Um, so, uh, criticism out of the way. Um, what are your favorite story arcs, sessions, plots that you've experienced in the West March? 
you could do your if you have too many. Uh, I know Ali had too many to count from, so we did a top three or your most recent. So just like you know, what, what are your favorite like moments in the West March world? Um, definitely building the undead army has been awesome and just like taking over towns, starting like a a worker uprising and just playing with people's emotions to do our bidding is like right up Oral's alley. Um, And I think, I don't know, I just enjoy like the truly evil, like high level scheming because it's so contrary to who I am as a person. And like, I'm never going to get to play with people like they are tiny little things in real life. But in D&D, it is free, uh, free game. So it's, uh, yeah, I, I like it. I like to be evil. I don't know. Um, I was going to say, but- you do do evil really, really well. <laughs> <laughs> like, I watch a lot of horror movies and stuff, and I'm always thinking about evil things, listen to a lot of true crime. But in my daily life, I'm just a super nice person. So, like, I have all this creative potential to be evil that I can't use. So it's really wasted if I don't use it on D&D. That's not suspicious at all. <laughs> but, but I love it. Um, <laughs> So um, the Undead Army, anything else you want to, like, anything else, like, kind of sticking out in your mind that you uh, really enjoyed? Not so much a a specific moment, but, like, many moments where Orals has, like, floated back and forth between, like, evil and good characters and people sort of being, like, like, what's going on with her <laughs> like like why do you know all these evil people or like why you know all these good people um it's sort of like a fun facet to the the character just keeping them guessing yeah i you're like in between campaign character is probably one of my favorite out of the group because of that like because both sides know who you are and they're just, they both think of you as like a part of their being. And it's great. Yeah. You got to be able to play the good and evil to really maximize the evil. <laughs> All right. So because this is our downtime episodes, how do you use your character's downtime in between sessions? Well, so lately, um, I've been trying to get more persuasive. Um, I think uh, for orals, that's very key because she's always looking for followers. So if you can, you know, basically like shape someone's mind to do whatever you want, that's that's key. Um, but also I've used downtime to just, you know, kind of talk to people and like puff myself up and say like, oh, you know, I've got this thing going on, show off a little bit um, to try to sort of like have people in the wings that are thinking about me and, you know, maybe like I could call on in the future. Stay tuned on that. Perfect. <laughs> um so getting into the harder questions what is your biggest rpg pet peeve oh i know this one immediately i don't even have to think about this so it doesn't really happen in your campaigns but i've been in other campaigns where i say like oh i'm gonna go over here and i'm gonna open this door or whatever like to me 
when I say like I'm doing something that's happening at that moment, once it leaves my mouth, it is done. Um, so then when people try to negotiate your actions after you've already said it, meaning after you've already done it, oh, it gets me so mad. Like my actions are not up for negotiation, especially if I'm like evil or if I'm playing someone that's like impulsive, like I'm not going to talk it out with you like I would in real life. Nope, it's happening and it's happened. Yes, I. I mean, it's how many times have we all been a part of like somewhere where it's like, no, it, I don't. I don't do that. I don't just because you got bit by a mimic. Sorry, sucks to say. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, sometimes it can bite you in the ass. Like you do something and then you want to take it back and you can't. But like that's part of the fun of the game, right? If you can take everything back and nothing matters, then it's really not going to be fun. Absolutely. Now you kind of already. I think you already showed your hand on this one, but. Uh, what would you say your favorite genre would be? So, like, it, like, um, uh, in the last episode, Allie equated it to movies. You could do that, but just what's your favorite style? It could be cyberpunk. It could be I. Th- we're I think we're actually gonna uh, go ahead with our My Little Pony campaign. So it could be. Wait, that. is that happening? So it could be that too. Um, just what's your favorite genre? <laughs> Count me out for that one. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean. When I'm reading or watching a movie, like, if there's no blood, I'm not interested. Um, for D&D, it's very much the same. Like, I want it to be bloody. I want it to be creepy. You can bring in some spooks. Like, some, we've done some, like, Halloween one-off campaigns that have been, like, my favorite things because I just love spooky. If you can make it scary and, like, really scary without, like, even having to see anything. Because this is all in just your mind. And if it still scares you, that is a good campaign. Um, I want to, like, really feel like my character could die at any moment. And all of my hard work that I've put into it is for nothing. I don't know. That just really makes it more fun for me. So, spooky bloody. Right, yeah. So and puzzles. Put some puzzles in there, and that is like my ideal campaign. Okay, so put some spooky, bloody puzzles. Got it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Thank you. Um. So, uh, yeah, I kind of that kind of already goes into our our next question, which was just, what do you want to see more in the West March? Spooky, bloody puzzles. Uh, easy as that. <laughs> Can we put that on a t-shirt for the episodes once you start? Like, once you get big and there's, like, merch for every episode. Oh, yeah. We've I already, want spooky, we've... bloody puzzles. Okay. okay. Uh, yeah, that's <laughs> one of the first sets of shirts. Definitely going to be spooky, bloody puzzles. Uh, I like that uh, the, for the other one other shirt could be, I'm a master baker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> See, we'll just, we're making up t-shirt ideas with the downtime. See, we're, you know. Beautiful. Uh, <laughs> so... Um, what led you to playing D&D or RPGs in general? Um, so definitely, like I said, Stranger Things was a big part of it. I feel like for many people around the world, that is their answer. Like if you're recent to D&D, it's probably because of like that rise in popularity because of that show. Um, but yeah, I had, um, a few friends that, like were longtime players of it that had like stopped and hadn't played for years. Um, 
And then we all watched that show and it was like, oh, yeah, like we got to get into this. Um, and really like, yeah, a few groups of friends that was like happening at the same time and just the stars aligned. And now like literally every group of friends that I have plays D&D and a lot of you guys don't even know each other, which is like, it's weird. It just sort of happened the same way for all these different groups. What it's great. <laughs> All right. The ultimate question for me, role play or combat? Um, it's got to be a mix for me. Like all combat is no fun. Like it's got to be a lot of combat. Like all role play too. People that want to do shopping sessions, I'm sorry, go fuck yourself. Like I'm <laughs> no. I cannot. Like I don't even like shopping in real life. Like if I really need something, like if I know we're going into this mission and I like need something special for it like I'll try to skirt around it by just saying like can I just like buy this without like going through the role play like but like if I really have to I will um yeah but that being said like I don't want there to be no conversation between the characters like that's where you get all your character building is in the role play and you know like building those relationships and the complexities that's what makes the story fun but you got to have your blood and guts too. So even balance, I would say maybe like a little bit more combat than role play. Okay. So no, see, <laughs> I, we, we already argued obviously about the, the ruling for this and we went, you can't say mixed because you have to pick one or the other, even mm. though, even though mix is on my boat. So thank you, Nicole, for being on my boat. <laughs> so like, if I have to pick, you have to, All right. so, like, you so know, I'm going to lean or whatever. I'm like the worst person to answer hypothetical questions. And my husband will tell you this, that like, he gets so mad. He asks me like a hypothetical once a day. It's like a fun thing we do. And then I find a way to navigate it so that I don't have to answer it. And so that's what I'm going to do right now. Um, Beautiful. <laughs> just heads up warning. It's going to happen. Okay. So I'm going to say all combat but if the combat is puzzle based, then there's a lot of role play built in to solve puzzles and combat. kill things. Like you don't know how to kill this beast unless you work together to like figure out what its weakness is, like sort of thing. Yeah. yeah. So it's combat, but it's role play based combat. I think we're going to go with the fact that you said combat first. So you are combat, <laughs> you are combat leaning. So that's. One for combat and one for role play. Oh, did Allie say role play? I, yes, she did. She did. Obviously. Oh, wow. She, I would fight her, but she's way stronger than me. She's the opposite of you. She said one of her favorite types of episodes is like shopping episodes. Like, she's like a level 20. Like, you just like <laughs> poke something and kill it. Yeah. Come true. on. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. Well, okay. So that brings us to our last and final question What is your favorite style? of a campaign could it be a, like we're talking one shots a one to 20 continuous campaign a west march style a mini series what is your favorite it's probably a tie between west march and mini series um i mean often like west march episodes i guess we could call them turn into a mini series or if you've got like three different sessions you know you're working on the same thing um so I, I definitely see overlap with them. Um, 
I guess what I like about the West March is like I can really build my character, um, you know, and you get like overarching storylines along with like the littler combat things. But then on the other end, like the miniseries, I sort of like it for like the same reasons in an opposite way. Um, like not having to worry about your character is great. Like if this character dies, it's fine. Like it's just going to be like a three afternoon thing. If I die midway, it's okay. Um, yeah. So I guess it's a two different sides of the same coin. Yeah, I'd, I'd agree. Uh, our, our West March style has started to divulge like almost exclusively into miniseries. I like it. It's good. Me too. I, it's just because it, you get the uh, you get kind of the continuous like campaign feel, but without the huge commitment of like, oh, we're hey, this is what we're doing. You're playing the same character for two and a half, three years, so get ready for that. So, well, that's great. And I will say that I have stepped out of like, because I, you know, I've got a terrible schedule and often can't make it and there's been times where we've done like a two-day like two-parter on a west marches and i haven't been able to make the second one and you guys have just like made up like oh you got lost in the sewers or something like so you find ways around it um and it's always worked out and then i have like a funny story like when i come back like of the, the crazy shit i was doing like yeah that sounds like me fucking typical <laughs> Yeah, it uh, it wasn't out of place to have orals have to go from uh, from shoreline to shoreline and then back to shoreline within the matter of like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. Well, again, thank you for coming on. Is there anything, any sort of maybe wisdom you want to talk about? Anything you want to like, like final parting words for our our listeners or any like sort of any people who are gonna start one of these or be a new player? Just you know. What do you want to, you, here's your soapbox, go for it. Okay, I mean, I've had this conversation with a few people recently, and if you're considering starting to play D&D, but you're like really nervous about it because it seems like there's so many rules to know, and like everyone already has so much experience and you're going to be left behind, really don't worry about it. Because like right now I'm playing with all different levels of people, like I've got like some people in a campaign that they've only played, you know, two times. And then there's people that have played, you know, five times more than I have. And I feel just as comfortable with all those different levels and everyone's like really supportive. And if you don't know a rule or like, you know, what something does, you just ask and like people are happy to help you. Um, and so I think if you're letting that stop you from playing, like it's only yourself that's like missing out. So just do it. Just play D and D. Play it. Perfect. <laughs> and do you do anything on the internet or anything else that you'd like to plug, shamelessly oh, or not shamelessly? Get ready for the list. All okay. right. So I stream on my husband and I stream together um, on Twitch. Our name is Latinosaur. You probably have to write that in the description or something. I can't even spell it out loud. It's I'll put crazy. it in Facebook so you guys can find it. And we, on uh, Instagram, together again, we're um, MapleSore Cosplay. We do a lot of gaming-themed cosplay stuff. Um, and right now, um, I've just become the 
editor of Neurodiverse Gaming, check out our website, which is a work in progress, but we're on all the social media and stuff. Um, and so basically we're trying to bring gaming to groups that are often left behind, neurodiverse individuals, um, so people with autism and such. Um, and I think uh, there's a lot of room for the gaming community to grow and embrace different audiences. And that's what we're doing. I can't support that enough. Like guys, like everyone should go check out Neurodiversity Gaming because like it's a really neurodiverse gaming. Neurodiverse. Oh, sorry, my my bad. But close. Yeah, go go check them out. It's a it's a great great cause that they're like they're striving for and really good people doing it. So. Oh, thank you. If you search us, you'll see like a giraffe with like puzzle pieces on it, and then you know you're in the right place. Giraffe with gaming. Got it. Yeah, it's holding a controller. It's real cute. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, uh, that's it for us. Um, our, our shameless plugs. We are on Twitter and Instagram, both at the West March Guys. Uh, you can find memes and uh, original content that we repost from uh, good content creators like Dungeon Master Dave. Yeah, and we are uh, the West March Guys at gmail dot com. If you want to send us an email, I know we have some questions from. Uh, our current guest that we need to get out into. Yes, send those questions, people, because I want to hear a whole episode of questions. Send yeah. them. They can oh. be troll. We we don't mind that. Yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> and if you search us on Facebook, the West March guys. So thanks yeah. for coming. Yeah, thanks for listening, guys. Stay safe out there. Bye.